Good morning. It is dressing gown Sunday morning live podcast video. And today I wanted to talk about um, a few responses I've had recently about kind of our biggest obstacles to getting in shape and staying in shape and especially around this time now. Because um, one of the things that, that come up was little and often doesn't work for me. And as in like eating something that you maybe like little and often that maybe you think you shouldn't eat to get in shape, lose weight, tone up, etc. Um, so we come to the conclusion that we need to avoid it. So say, for example, this is bread. We would say I need to avoid bread because once I eat it, I tend to eat more of it or crisps. Once I eat it, I get the taste. I eat more of it. And I just want to touch on this because I do get it. Um, for example, when I bake, um, which isn't that often. Hey, Rita, when I bake, when I bake, when we do some cooking, if it's gluten free, I know I can have it. But I know I probably shouldn't be licking the bowl. However, I love licking the bowl. So once I start licking the bowl, I'm almost like, oh, I could eat a bit more now. I'm a bit hungry. And I want to kind of touch on this point because ask the question, are you now craving more? Because you think you shouldn't be doing it. So are you now craving or craving more because you think it's bad? Because you think it's wrong. So you think, you know what, I've just done that now. I can't, I now just might as well have the whole thing. Now, the reason I bring this up is I want you to consider these three questions to help you see whether you need to avoid it completely. Because, hey Emma, because with avoidance, an avoidance strategy Sometimes we just end up craving it more, right? So I just want you to consider these three questions that might help. If you're that person who says, you know, I can't, once I have a little bit, you know, I have the whole thing. I'm better without it. And that's fine if you are, if that's working for you. I'll go into that in a second. But before you go to that stage, say, ask this question first. So what is it you want? Hey, Diana, what is it you want? Um... Is it bread? Is it what? What are you craving right now? What are you really craving today? And you can do this with stuff that isn't food too. Number two, is it worth it? Now, is it worth it mentally, physically? What are the benefits of doing it? Is it the taste? Does it make you feel better? Does it relax you? Does it help you sleep? Does it make you feel less stressed? Provide some comfort? That's fine if it does. Then what are the drawbacks to this? Does it make you sleep worse? Does it make you feel like, oh, failed? Does it make you feel bloated? Does it make you feel, blah? Um, does it mean that you, you don't lose weight because you eat more calories? What What is it, the drawbacks of this? Then, this is the key one, question three. What is the smallest amount you would need to be satisfied? What is the smallest amount you would need to be satisfied? Now, the reason I'm asking this question is because the onus is then on, okay, how much do I actually need? Rather than, I can't have this. Don't have it, don't have it, don't have it. I've had it, might as well just have whatever. Have it all. Rather than, what's the smallest amount I'd actually need to be satisfied? And if you address that, when you're in maybe more of a rational state, not less emotional, because most of our food choices are emotional. Say in the morning, you write it down, and you write it down maybe every day. You go through those questions. You get clear on that and then get clear on the smallest amount you would need. Could you then have that a part of your plan and have more structure around it? I would try that. 
see how you get on. It might not work, but it'd be fun to find out to help you develop a better relationship with these foods. Because if I went, it, it seems logical to say I will give up bread or whatever. Maybe bread needs to be limited in your diet, but it doesn't mean that it needs to be avoided. For example, in some in one study, they actually showed that when people kept bread in their diet, they actually lost more weight. But they did it in a way that fit in with their diet. So like I just said, they might have just had bread at lunchtime. They might have had the rule. I, I just have bread at lunchtime. That's what I do. Have a sandwich. Then my bread's done. Because the issue maybe was, if they cut it out altogether, they one, compensate with other foods, or two, when they do have it, it's like a big kind of binge. Now, with bread also, it might not be the bread, but it might be the stuff we have with it. So then we want to consider, okay, what am I having with the bread? Maybe it's not the bread. It's Maybe it's the every time I have bread, it's more of an afternoon tea. Hey, Joe. So go through those three questions. What is it you want? Is it worth it? What is the smallest amount you would need to be satisfied? Really recommend that. Turn the tables on your on that part of your brain with the, that you think is saying eat this. You, you have to have it if you, you either don't have it all at all or you have a little bit. Now you have it all. So, hey, Julia. And just see what happens. See what response you get. Because like I said yesterday or the day before about urge urge surfing. So if you have that urge, acknowledge it. Don't fight it. The more you fight it, it'll go up and up and up. And ask the question, how long does this urge last for? Look at this urge that you've got for this whatever food it is. Notice how you're feeling. Are you tired, stressed, boredom? What if you act in line with your values rather than in a response to a feeling? Because you can do that. We do it lots of times. For example, normally you might be getting up and you might be going to work. You might be feeling tired but your value is I need to go to work. We can do it. Our brain is capable of doing it. And the more we do a habit, whether that's binging, whatever, the more we do something, the more we reinforce it. And the easier it, our brain finds it to do it again and again. A bit like brushing your teeth. A bit like, you know, you've probably started exercising before and gone, yeah, I'm actually getting into this now. Once you get started, exercise encourages exercise. That's why there's good endorphins released. Your body likes it. It is as simple as that. Whether we like it, <laughs> I don't like doing it, but I like having exercised. I like the feeling it gives me, the things it allows me to do, etc. But doing it is a different thing. So our body likes it. So, conclusion. With those foods, rather than go straight to the avoidance strategy, which can work for some, I think it's still good to structure in, if you are going for a avoidance structuring some like where you'll have it sometimes where you'll you know allow yourself not to be perfect that's important but ask these three questions what is it you want what is it you're craving is it worth it mentally physically what's the benefits what's the drawbacks three what is the smallest amount you would need to be satisfied what is the smallest amount you would need to be satisfied ask that when you're in a rational mood like in the morning no one messes up their diet in the morning even even if you have a champagne breakfast. So um, ask them in the morning, have them written down, look at them. 
I'm actually really excited. We've got some new 28-day, um, for our 28-day kickstart, we've got new books being printed um, soon. I'm just going over the last um, draft of them. And we go over a lot of this stuff to in on day one to help you get clear. So keep it very, the habits are very simple. You know, everyone knows what to do, right? There's enough information out there, but we've structured it so that you've got all your whys, all your mains, and there's cut out things for you to really look at that and get clear on the and ask great questions. Because when you ask great questions, you get great answers. Everyone knows what to do, but it's so cliche that we don't do it, right? So cliche. Everyone knows what to do. There's, for example, I could learn anything on YouTube now, and I always bring this up. Like I could learn to play the guitar. I've actually, um, <laughs> I actually started doing some magic stuff the other week for our magic show workout, and you can you can actually learn quite a lot. And they got to the stage where I was like, I need a bit of structure. So I actually ended up buying an app where it give, it talks you for a walkthrough. My point is that when you get structure, a plan, things are just a lot easier to do than going, oh, try and get a workout in. Then there's millions of stuff. You can find anything on Google, right? Anything on Google. What's the best foods for this? You get a million different opinions Yet really, the answer is that we just need clarity. Clarity in what we're doing and clarity in knowing that if we get it a bit wrong, if we have a bad week, whatever you call a bad week, we can then just course correct because actually all it is is feedback. And actually, what you do with the feedback is the key thing. So if you call it a bad week because of the outcome that you have no control over, you have control of the process, so you call it a bad week because of the outcome that happens, whether that's weight, whether that's whatever, how you feel at that time. You call it a bad week, yet we don't look at the process. If you look at the process, you'll get all the feedback. So what have you done? What haven't you done? What are you willing to do? I'm tangenting on now, as usual. But I hope that helps. Any questions, let me know. We are starting our next 21-day kickstart next week from tomorrow. So if you want more information on that, send me a message and we shall go from there. Have a lovely Sunday. I'm sure the kids will be up in a second. Can't hear them yet. They did go to bed late last night, but they always get up at the same time, a bit like me. <laughs> anyway, have a great day. Any questions, let me know. Speak soon.